In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Our passage from St. Paul's letter to the Romans begins with the word, therefore, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. This therefore is the most significant therefore in Paul's whole letter. It's where he pivots from instruction to exhortation. St. Paul has just finished his soaring account of how God has saved us in the person of Christ and how we can never be separated from him. How God made us right while we were still mired in sin, transforming us from rebels into servants. How not even death can now separate us from Christ's love which will embrace us for all eternity. In the chapters that follow, he explains to the Roman Christians how they should live in response to the miraculous events of Christ's saving death and resurrection. Therefore, he says, with all this in mind, in view of the mercies of God, our response should be sacrificial service to the one who has given us these gifts. We respond to God's great compassion and mercy, he says, by making our bodies into a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. St. Paul says that this sacrificial life should flow naturally from us because of what Christ has done for us. Every week in our traditional Eucharistic liturgy, we echo St. Paul's words when we pray. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee. Our liturgy continually reminds us of the right response to God's loving mercy. The language of sacrifice is loaded. Sacrifice was at the heart of ancient Israel's life. It was how they showed their wholehearted devotion to God. St. Paul is saying that just as certain animals were set aside to glorify God, so our lives should be set apart for the Lord's purposes. Our lives should be lived in total dedication to him, marked by sacrificial service. St. Paul specifically says that our bodies should be made into a living sacrifice, and our liturgy says the same. Here he tells the Roman Christians of the importance of living a life patterned on Christ and the need to reject the sins of the flesh. In an earlier letter, St. Paul asks the Christians in Corinth, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Do you not know 
that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God. You are not your own. When St. Paul says that our bodies should be a living sacrifice, he is certainly telling us to shun the sins of the flesh. Our bodily life should reflect the one who lives inside of us. He is also saying something further. The Christian offers his body as a living sacrifice, but also his entire life in this world. Our entire physical existence is to be directed towards the purposes of God in gratitude. This includes our time, our talent, and our treasure, as we heard last week. One of the chief functions of the church is to inspire the realization of God's mercies through word and sacrament. The church is to serve as a continual reminder of the salvation God offers in Christ. All souls strives to live up to this high calling. In one of Father Yoder's first sermons following Father Bright's retirement, he spoke of the direction all souls was to take during his tenure. He said, all souls will be a church that proclaims Christ crucified. Of course, he wasn't charting a new direction for all souls, but continuing the work of those who came before. All souls from its beginning has unflinchingly confessed Christ crucified to a broken world and firmly anchored itself in the ancient creeds of the church. Our collect prayer this morning could be our rallying cry. Preserve the works of thy mercy, that thy church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of thy name. In a world shaken by unknowns, all souls perseveres in the confession of Christ as the unshakable cornerstone and the one true foundation. This is why we must make sure all souls can persevere in this important work long into the future. Last week, Father Yoder launched our stewardship campaign by asking the question, what if anything belongs to us? What can we say is truly ours? He followed with the devastatingly simple answer the Christian tradition has always offered. Nothing, nothing belongs to us. Everything we have belongs to God. When we give of our time, talent, and treasure, we are giving back to God what is already his. In our epistle passage, Paul makes it clear that even our various talents are given to us by the grace of God. If we excel in a certain area, it's because of our God-given ability. If our successes have been hard-won, it's because God has graced us with a good work ethic. There's nothing we achieve on our own. Everything is given. 
My wife and I were speaking with Father Mack when he visited the parish a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about potential projects we as the church could pursue. After a couple minutes of enthusiastic brainstorming about a particular endeavor, Kate and I lamented that the idea would require money. Father Mack responded, Well, not to worry. God has lots of money. He was only half-joking. He was making the point that all our money is ultimately God's. We give back to God because everything we have is ultimately his. God does not compel us to live generous lives. St. Paul says that such a life should arise naturally from our relationship with Christ. Giving should become an instinctual response to the gift of salvation we have received in Christ. In the coming weeks, let us keep in view the mercies of God as we discern our pledges to all souls. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.